Welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive presented by CordCutting.com. Media Melanie here with. And I'm Emily. And we are back with a live stream today on another highly debated topic in Yellow Jackets. Mm -hmm. um, we had done a live stream on who sent the postcards in Yellow Jackets a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago now. But today we're here to debate supernatural versus logical. And there's been quite a big case made for each side. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. Yeah, there really is. And there's a lot of, if you want to call it like evidence that supports both too. So we've also got a couple of friends that are going to be joining us today as well. So we are here with Claudiana joining us from our one of our group chats that Emily and friends are very active in, um, along with our friend Kennedy, who it looks like she might still be setting up. Kennedy, when you're ready backstage, just give me a thumbs up and I can bring you on. Okay. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining here. us. Yes. Yeah. Before we dive in, we put together a little would you rather. So we'll would you rather you, and then once Kennedy's ready, we'll do that to her. Emily, why don't you ask Chloe which scenario she would rather? Okay, so I pulled from one that we did in the past just because it's very fitting for the topic. So I'm sorry, guys, I'm getting over being sick, so I'm a little hoarse. Um, would you rather have visions like Lottie or sleepwalk like Ty? Oh, Visions. Visions. I'd rather have visions. Yeah. No yeah. thanks, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree for sure. Yeah. No, same. The sleepwalking is pretty scary because, I yeah. mean, you just never know where yeah. you're going to end up. Um, Kim's in the comments saying visions. And uh, Allison's also here. Hello, Allison. Thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> um, okay. So, just kind of jumping in at different scenarios in the show that hint at the supernatural. Emily, what is one of the first cases for supernatural? Some of the proof that we've seen. Uh, the seance scene would definitely be a big one. Um, we all saw the seance in episode five of season one and a lot of creepy things happen during this event. Um, we see weird, this is like one of the first times I think we see the weird camera angles that kind of like hint at there being something else out there with them. And we see it like maneuver through the woods and it bursts open the window and Lottie just starts screaming uncontrollably. And then she starts speaking fluent French out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And all the candles, they all blow out, right? Don't they all blow out when the window opens? Um, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what else happens? Yeah, she keeps muttering about it wanting blood and telling Shauna that it's in you already. She says this to Shauna in English, and it's only when Laura, <laughs> Laura Lee comes in with a Bible and she chucks it at her and says, The power of Christ compels you. And she's like, Lottie, stop. That's when Lottie, like, kind of snaps out of it. But it really seemed like Lottie was in some kind of a trance or like if you want to call it possessed by something maybe our cabin daddy that's definitely a possibility that i know a lot of people have thought of that's right that's right now Chloe, in general do you feel like the show skews more towards supernatural or more towards logical in general i want to say that it's logical it's ordinary instead of extraordinary 
And that being said, there are a ton of elements of supernatural in the show, and I dig it. I love that it is ambiguous. I love that it is mysterious and mystical. And even though I feel like a lot of these things can potentially be explained um, in a logical way of speaking, um, but yeah, like to like Lottie is the perfect example of this like mixture of ordinary and extraordinary. Yeah. Um, first of all, like there are a bunch of teenage girls like doing a seance. Like, come on. Like, do you guys remember when we were that age? Ouija like, boards. Yeah. Everything yep. is so heightened. They are away from home. They are frightened. They're paranoid. They're hungry. All these things happening. And, um, you know, it's almost like you seek things out, right? Like you want yeah. something to happen. And that happened. Now, is it possible that it's something mysterious? Sure. Is it possible that it's something that we don't know? Sure. Is it possible that the wind can open uh, a, a window? Yes. It can blow out a candle? Yes. Now, there is a term called um, xenoglossy, and that is people that just speak in foreign tongues, and this is like yeah. a paranormal uh, phenomenon, and that's been going on for ages but science says that you know that's subconscious learning you know people can be in a very neutral kind of state like I imagine Lottie doodling in French class yeah and just you know grabbing information mm -hmm. grabbing information and then one day she's just you know fluent in French I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that's possible like she picked up on more than she ever thought that she retained and yeah it yeah. all just came out in that moment and there is this little thing like I find it fascinating aphasia it it, it affects the the part of the brain that does have to do with language and a lot of times and this also affects part of the brain with people that have schizophrenia so a lot of the times, uh, you know, people that have damage to that part, which is the temporal lobe, have damage to that part of the brain, they will sort of like um, store away this information and then something triggering happens, like a big event, like a plane crash. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, this information is readily available. So I like that they walk a fine line. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it definitely keeps us guessing. And they do a great mm -hmm. job towing this line, making us wonder which one it is. And to your point, you know, if it is more of a subconscious situation, then you know, that is a logical explanation for it. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, there yeah. is an explanation for many of these occurrences that are happening out there. So maybe it will be one of those things where it all falls on the perception of the viewer once it's all said and done, if they don't give us substantial yeah. proof in either direction. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that they're like, how it ends, that like they allow us to interpret it the way we want to. And they don't ever give us like a concrete answer as to whether like there's really something supernatural happening. Like, if it's, I don't know. I just think it's so much better leaving it open-ended. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, that could 
definitely be the case. And just another instance uh, that we have here for discussion are, you know, Lottie's visions that are happening. And Chloe, you know, you mentioned there are parts of the brain that are affected with schizophrenia and other things that, you know, perhaps these are are tied into that. But, um, you know, the, the baptism and when she goes into this, you know, long, dark stairway and that whole situation with Laura Lee, that's interesting because it's introducing a religious aspect into it as well. So yeah. what are your thoughts on how that all kind of ties together? Hmm. I think Claudia has a gift. Um, and I don't know if it's always reliable, um, especially when she goes through hardship. Um, but I definitely think that she has a gift and she has these visions um, and there is 100% a religious theme there because we've heard countless cases of baptism where people go in one way and something happens and they come out a different way. Um, I don't know. I am extremely intrigued by the tunnel visions that she has. Yeah. I mean, what are those? Because it persists. That imagery persists. And so, yeah. What's going Doesn't on? Doesn't she there? see that image when she's being oh, like doing the electroshock therapy in season two? Like that image, like flashes before her eyes when that's right. They shock her. So I don't know. Yeah, that that vision always made me wonder too because some of her visions are almost like they don't like tell the future, but like they hint at things that are going to happen with the red river of blood and the red smoke right. and the fireball that she saw behind Laura Lee's head. Like right. those are all things that happened eventually, but she didn't know exactly what was going to happen. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It is. And to Allison's point in the comments here, their isolation could be bringing out what they never realized was buried inside of them. And, you know, same with the trauma and it is, interesting to consider the effects of trauma on people and in situations yeah. like this, because again, most of us will never experience something like this. And right. we have no way of knowing how trauma would impact us until you're actually right. in the situation. So absolutely, yeah. oof. you know what, let's bring on Kennedy here, um, who is sitting backstage. Hey, Kennedy. Hi. So in general, Kennedy, are you team logical or are you team supernatural or somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. The man with no eyes. What Ooh. is going on there? And we just interviewed um, the man with no eyes from season two. So that will drop at a later date and get a little more insight into his experience working on the show. But why is Ty seeing him? Who is he? Is he death? Is he leading her to death? Is he protecting her? I mean, what is everybody thinking about the man with no eyes? And is it supernatural or is it in Thais's head? Is he connected to what's happening in the wilderness is a question that I have. Just because Ty sees him when she's walking towards these symbol trees. And it just makes me want, like, I know that her grandmother saw him. So it would be really hard to explain why, like how he would be connected. But he does seem to be leading her in some instances. So it just, I don't know. It just makes me wonder. I, he is another, you know, obviously fascinating thing about the storytelling and the narrative. And 
I'm not sure, Emily, if it is connected to the wilderness. It's a great question. I think, I think that he is in Thaisa's head, that she also has some weird thing going on that is a little bit otherworldly, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And I think that the moment where she sees him, honestly, we don't know if it's her image or grandma's. I think that's and true, I think that right? this is and I think that this is intentional on the showrunners part. <laughs> they do want us to get a little like paranoid like our you know beloved characters. They do want us to feel a little bit like what the fuck is going on here just like our characters, right? Yeah. are going through. And I think that he represents so Taisa, uh I hate this word but I'm going to try it. compartmentalizes things. I did it. <laughs> and she's really good at that, right? And she wants to be in control and that matters so much to her. Yeah. And when she goes to her fugue self, I think that's all of that aggression and all of those parts of the self that she just wants to bury away when she is in control. And so that primal or elemental part of herself <laughs> part of herself um, comes through with the men uh, 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 with no eyes. I think. I think he is an omen. I think he is a warning, a sign that tells her something is off. Something is happening within you that is just not quite right. I also think that he did lead her to this cave. And uh, perhaps a part of herself that is looking out for her. It's all very complex as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And to Jessica's point, you know, she mentioned the idea of group psychosis, which is another thing that's been discussed. Um, Perhaps, you know, they're all having these uh, mutual uh, psychosis psychoses or hallucinations or whatever. Um, Specifically, that was a big question, like with Lottie and the bear. However, like Jackie, for instance, was not on mushrooms at that point. So in terms of a psychosis from a hallucinogenic, not maybe in that case, but in general, I mean, you know, like Jessica said, what what would the logical explanation be for that? You know, and perhaps, you know, close right. And it is this compartmentalization that's, you know, coming up within Thaisa, but I mean, wow. Like who is this guy? I mean, Ashley Lyle said, we're going to hopefully get more answers and explore this more. So maybe by the end of season three, we'll have a better (laughs) grasp on, on who he is. Now, Kennedy, what do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts on the man with no eyes? What's, what's the Um, deal? Well, let me try and explain this. Um, so my theory is that little kids can see ghosts. So she was a kid when she saw him the first time or whatever, and it was in the mirror. So maybe she saw him when she was a kid and she's still technically a kid. Or reverting back to childhood coping mechanisms now that she's in this, mm-hmm. you know, traumatic experience yeah. and environment, yep. perhaps. I mean that that's a good yep. one. But example okay. is when I was a kid, I saw a imaginary friend and when a psychic came to my house she told my parents that there was a little girl living there that was named alicia and that that was my imaginary friend that i kept talking to and i didn't have a friend named alicia you just can't rule it out with kids though because 
our minds are so innocent when we're younger and we're not jaded with what we Mm -hmm. expect Mm -hmm. society to expect that we are seeing or experiencing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, you know, I don't put any of that. Honestly, I can still feel ghosts around me sometimes and it's in my family. So (laughs) runs in my family. That's right. Ghosts, aliens. I mean, you know, after death, they're real. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so if the man with no eyes is not connected to what's happening out there in the wilderness, like Thaisa obviously has some connection with what's happening to them. Like that's very, very apparent. Like mm-hmm. she wouldn't be sleepwalking to these trees if she didn't have some like deep rooted connection with what's happening. But like, how are they going to tie that in? Like the way that they've with It'd be a past life. Like, with Lottie, it's different because Lottie has, like, visions. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's going to be harder to explain the connection between Thaisa and the wilderness than it will be for people to buy the connection like we do with Lottie and the wilderness. It's easier to see with Lottie's visions and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that does make sense. But what if the wilderness is... Sorry, I just. Here, what if the wilderness? I had a thought. What if the wilderness is just an ordinary place, and um, they are experiencing it as extraordinary because they are in extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And they are their reptilian brain has completely taken over. They are in complete survival mode. Nobody's using their faculties of their mind, etc. Right, and so it's a little bit like um, the allegory of the, of the cave, right? And so uh, in Plato's allegory of the cave, you have a bunch of people who are just chained to a, a short wall and they have another wall in front of them. And then behind them, there's a fire and life happens. And as a result of the fire, the shadows are projected on the wall. And so but the people that are chained on the wall, they think that that's their reality, the shadows. That's that's everything that is happening because their view is so narrow and it's so limited and they are literally in a cave, right? And what they're seeing is shadow, which is the absence of light and a distorted, fragmented part of reality. And they are completely missing what is actually happening, right? Yeah. And so I like to think of the sometimes... I like to think maybe the wilderness is just an ordinary place. There's nothing special about it. But these girls are going through this and they look at it that way. But then I'm like, no, the wilderness is special. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. And I love all of your insights and, you know, philosophical looks into this whole concept of logical versus supernatural. You're so well-spoken on the topic. And seriously, thank thank you you for, for joining us for this. Because my jam. I'm a nerd. This is, yeah, I'll do this. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I I love the debatable topics. It's so fun. Just because again, like we've said, Yellow Jackets is the show where everybody's experience is so different. Um, We all come at it with a different appreciation for different timelines, different storylines, characters, whatever. And the interpretation is so much fun because it can vary based on perception. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's what Uh, they're doing. That is so amazing. This is why the show works. Sorry. 
I got excited. <laughs> no, don't be. I mean, they're <laughs> crushing this mystery box thing in so yeah. many different facets from yeah. mysteries within the storyline to just mysteries of like what's happening as a whole mm -hmm. from a conceptual mm -hmm. standpoint. So, I mean, brilliant writing and also love to hear that they are deep in the workings of writing for season three. That was a, an update I think so we good. really all wanted to hear. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for sure. sure. Um, some other strange things that happened in the wilderness, some unexplained deaths. Emily, walk us through some of this and how it goes into the debate of supernatural versus logical. I mean, Laura Lee's death was kind it was explainable in the sense that her plane exploded, but it's unexplainable in the sense as to why the plane exploded. I mean, Again, you suspend disbelief for the situation because, as we know, it's probably not very likely that that plane would have even started to begin with. So you have to just kind of play along in that instance. But, um, yeah, it when she was flying before the plane actually combusted, it almost appeared like the passenger seat like just spontaneously caught on fire. Yeah, And Leonard was sitting right there next to her. And so Leonard obviously caught on fire. Um, so we have that. And then we also had the the birds in season two that kind of just took a nosedive into the cabin. And I mean, for I, I can't come up with a logical explanation for this one. Like, unless their sense of direction just happened to be really messed up and they just all flew at once. I know, I think it was a kind of bird that they do fly in large numbers in the sky together in like special patterns and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's possible, but it was just really obviously creepy because right at that exact moment, Shauna gets a nosebleed and the nosebleed drips onto the blanket that Lottie had given her that had the symbol stitched on it. And mm -hmm. it was just at that moment is when the birds started to take a nosedive onto the roof and kill themselves. So Yeah. Yeah. What was the first thing you said? What was the first thing, Emily? Uh, the birds and then what else? Laura Lee's death. Ah, yeah. Laura Lee, right. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, cuz I'm like I know that these two are connected. So there was there is this amazing theory that this one scientist posted on Reddit and it it took off and so many papers and magazines picked it up is the heavy metal theory. And I love that one. I'm obsessed with that one. This would make sense. If there is the heavy metal, if there is mercury poisoning, if there is something like that going on over there, yeah. um, that plane would have been corroded. She had no chance. That's so right. the plane would explode because they would corrode due to heavy metals. And, and, Leonard set the fire, obviously, <laughs> um, and the same, and the same can be, the same can like be Crystal said send for, the postcards for the book. Oh no! We Sorry, Crystal's dead. Now. That's not an acceptable theory. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing can yeah. be said with for the birds. You know, maybe they're just like disoriented and sick. That could be. I mean, you know, we saw the deer that was rotting from the inside and, of course, the river of red blood. But, but know, there are some animals sick, alive, too. If like they food. were sick and they so, ate them, wouldn't they have gotten effects from eating them? So I, I've done some research on this. I love this about <laughs> you. I love this. I've done a ton of research on this. But uh, 
uh, it's slow. It's slow poisoning. It, okay. it doesn't happen like all at once. Like that's just like how it happens. It's little by little, little by little until like people just completely lose their minds. And um, something interesting about uh, heavy metals and moss and how that, you know, leads people to just whatever. But that's a different topic. And we're not we're not going there. But yeah, um, I do think that the heavy metals um, theory is there's something there. Which plays into the logical side of things because it provides yep. an explanation for some of these strange occurrences. Yeah. So yeah. definitely yeah. possible. And yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. And, you know, speaking of animals, um, Lottie and the bear. For a long time, people were thinking that you know who was the you know what. Javi <laughs> um, was not the bear, uh, as we've learned. But that was pretty strange. What are our explanations for that? And do we think that skews more towards supernatural or is there a logical explanation or does this tie into the heavy metal thing again with the animals? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is where I throw my hands up in the air. This is where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, on over there. <laughs> I've never seen a bear like ever do anything like that before. Just yeah. walk up and pretty much just like kneel down. And it looked like it was saying, kill me. Like yeah. it looked like it was literally it offering sick. itself to her. Like so. the wilderness wanted the sacrifice to be made. And, you know, in that case, for me, that skews more towards unexplainable yeah. and supernatural. Why else would this rogue bear be wandering into camp? Yeah. Cause it wasn't like it was, it time for them, them to hibernate or anything like that yet. So because it was still fall, so that wouldn't be affecting their behavior and making them act and making a bear act strange. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could have just wandered into their camp randomly. I mean, they are in the middle of nowhere and there is wildlife. Smelly. They just haven't seen a lot of it. But uh, yeah, this one for me is a little unexplainable. There is a theme of spill, like Carrie is saying. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all throughout. So, like, I don't know what to make of that yet. We'll see. Uh, it's just extremely compelling, the theme of spill, and, like, see what happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, almost every time blood is spilled, something is gained. And right. that is not to be argued. And for me, that is very supernatural. I have no explanation for all of these good mm -hmm. things happening following blood spilling. I have, I have none. I just, I have none. Do you think that Shauna survived childbirth because Travis gave a blood sacrifice? Ooh. I mean, it's like saying Ty won the Senate race, you know, because she sacrificed right. Biscuit. I mean, there's a really heavy theme of all of that in both timelines. So I think it's hard right. to, it's hard to argue. And let's see, what is Kim saying? I'm wondering if we'll find out that not everything they're remembering is as they think it was. This was hinted mm. at in season two when the group discussed not remembering much or only bits and pieces. Maybe there was more to the bear killing. And if that's the case, then that overarching, they're not remembering things accurately, of course, will reflect throughout. And it's definitely possible because trauma does some fucked up things to people. Yeah, I strongly agree with them not having the full picture and their memory being distorted. I completely agree. They don't have all the bits and pieces and no, they're just like no filling way. things in, you know, it's too bad we lost Natalie. She really wanted to get to the bottom of things. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that maybe Misty will, you know, walk in her footsteps because that was her BFF, you know, but yeah. 
I think it's yeah. going to be Misty's primary objective from now to the end right. of the show to redeem herself, not only for killing Nat and, you know, accidentally, of course, trying to redeem right. herself and, and get answers. I mean, there's a lot of answers right. to be had and I still don't trust Walter fully. So there's that yeah. too. I don't know if we could trust anyone. They're just like all like, Unreliable I mean, we narrators. Love them. We love them, but they're unreliable. They've been damaged. And I do not trust them. Nope. <laughs> that look on her face with the hobby situation, I've never seen a colder character in Yellow Jackets. Like she to go from animalistic. Yes. She really yeah. did. She yeah. was excited. Like there was genuine excitement on her face. Yeah. And the evolution from her is this comic relief to this super dark and right? you know believing in Lottie character is kind of wild to agree. Come that you guys far. Know how I feel about how Van so <laughs> <laughs> can't trust Van. Nope. No, I don't think after two oh eight. Nope. I don't yeah. judge these. I don't judge them at all, actually. Sorry, Kennedy. I just think that they're like they're I'm judging. I just don't like her face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm saying like even the part that when she makes that face and it is scary, and they are going over a different dimension and I'm just like, they have to do what they have to do to stay alive, I guess, you know, and that's just what's going on. And it's extremely uncomfortable to see people, you know, in yeah. that state. Yeah, it is. It's hard to watch at times. I mean, the Javi death scene for me was like one of the worst. And that look on Van's face was a whole thing. But it all feeds into her character journey and just shows how truly traumatic the situation is for things to have shifted so much. and a relatively short period of time. And speaking of other strange things that happen um, following things, we have Snacky and <laughs> the feast. And, you know, the group decides to cremate her. And it's another instance of these camera angles and strange energy or forces in the air that allow the snow to fall and for Jackie to be perfectly cooked. Right. Now... Is this a logical explanation? It was a blustery winter's eve, and alas, the snow has now fallen and cooked Jackie. <laughs> or have to say snow falls a lot in Canada. I mean, it does. That could very well be a logical explanation. However, was the wilderness Canadian. trying to reward them for for spilling once again? I mean, it's so hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, they are walking that fine line and they want us to also walk that fine line with them. And they're doing a great job at it because here we are still not sure. Um, they want us to, they want to tell that story. Is it possible? The whole, like, what were they chasing <laughs> through the, like, you know, the whole, like, large perspective going through the trees and uh, it's like, yeah. what's going on? What is moving? We don't know. I mean, but they made that choice. They shot it that way. And could a branch full of snow possibly fall on a thing that is cooking? Sure. And and what are the chances that it happens like that? I don't know. For you know, when it comes to our story, I don't know. I don't know. I think that it could be 
perfectly explained in a logical way, but the way that they shot it, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> you know? Right. And, yeah. you know, to Allison's comment of, I wonder if they were so much more savage than we're seeing and their memories are being downplayed for their sanity. Mm. An example of that is the way that we see that feast of them dressed up in the yeah. costumes. Mm-hmm. And that's a way mm-hmm. to kind of minimize yeah. their savagery and a way for them to disassociate while exactly. they're essentially eating one of their friends. So, right. I mean, there's that aspect of it as well. I mean, shit could be yeah. even crazier than we're seeing, but yeah. I mean, the coping Peter mechanisms water it so down. I feel like it was pretty crazy. And that, <laughs> right? line was, that line wasn't in the script originally. It wasn't? Was it? Oh, oh wow. I didn't know that. That's a Liv, solid Liv, ad lib. Liv said that, in the, said that in an interview. She said that line wasn't originally in the script, and then Jasmine ate her face. <laughs> Love that. And Jasmine was like, I'm not going to reach down and eat her shoulder. <laughs> I'm just going to eat it right there. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. I'll send I, you, I, think I, have, I think I have the video. I'll send it to She you. has a thing for faces. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, You know, as we discussed kind of at the top, um, and our friend Kim is mentioning, I'm starting to think they're not going to ever tell us for sure if it's supernatural versus logical, just like how the survivors would never know themselves for sure. And I mean, I just think it is so possible that we will never have this answer or they will just continue to toe this line in a way where it is left on us as viewers and our perception. And like Emily said, I think that might be kind of fun, but I can also see a lot of people not liking that because people like answers, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like the end of the Sopranos when with people black, would be so pissed. You know? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think, God. I think that if they did give answers, I mean, we're already split in two camps as it is the fans, you know, if they did give the answers, like there will be riots. Uh, I love that they keep it ambiguous. And I think that if they do follow this format where we are essentially in the shoes of the characters and riding their paranoia with them, that they will show us that and then the viewer will have to come to a conclusion at the end. We, I think that we will be shown and revealed many levels of their paranoia and their trauma and how they process it and their trauma response, et cetera. And, uh, I mean, I shouldn't sound so confident. What the fuck do I know? But I think that, I think that we will be shown so much more and ultimately we will make a decision based on, you know, where we land and what makes sense to us. Um, I would like to highlight this comment regarding leave the world behind and what's important is the characters and their relationships versus getting some of those answers. Did any of you watch leave the world behind? I just watched this last night. So this is really like hitting me. I did. (laughs) Um, So the ending of that movie was another one where I was like, wait, what? I didn't even realize it ended and I wanted more things tied up nicely in a bow. But Kim, that is a great example. Just Mm -hmm. came off watching that last night. Great movie. The ending it left me, you know, wondering a little bit. Right. Um, Lisa Matthews. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, so some other strange things that happen throughout the show that kind of make us wonder supernatural or logical, the death dreams. I mean, 
we get to kind of experience some of these characters when they're leaving this world or their bodies or their souls are leaving their bodies or whatever, like with Jackie and mm-hmm. Cabin Daddy and whatnot. And Nat being on the airplane brings up questions as well when she's dying. It reminds me a little bit of Lost. And yeah. are these deaths somehow also tied into this argument of supernatural versus logical. I mean, again, none of us have died, so we do not know what happens. <laughs> but it's interesting the way that they're having these deaths come to light and the experiences. So mm-hmm. thoughts? I feel like Lottie's <clears throat> was different because like Lottie, well, no, Shauna had a near-death dream too. They both had near-death dreams, but obviously they didn't die with Natalie when what we saw like she obviously ended up dying so and Jackie as well for the dreams that we saw them having um but so I just lost my train of thought hold on a second um yeah with Lottie like her dream again had a lot of the a lot of supernatural elements to it with like the climbing down the hatch and ending up in a weird mall with all of her teammates and Laura Lee, who again was dead under Um, a ghost plane, by the way. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And there were elements of the dream that were strange. Like it, a lot of people pointed out that Misty The way that Misty's hair was done reminded them of the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. And Laura Lee was wearing a headband in that scene, much like Alice does in Alice in Wonderland. And she didn't wear a headband when she was alive on the show. So that was purposeful. Um, Why, I don't know. But it, it, her dreams, like... With Lottie, it, I just felt like it was different because, like, she also has vision. So I felt like it was almost like a vision mixed with a near-death experience, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that there will be – I <laughs> I want it to be some kind of underground thing eventually yeah. <laughs> yes. that they will find, right? That's so I think thought. that – I think that Lottie taps into that a little bit in that uh, dream where she goes down the hatch and, you know, into the mall. And um, But as gifted and as talented as she is and how she sees things that may or may not be there, I ultimately think that that's just like a, a, a frozen hallucination, like hunger kind of yeah. experience. I don't necessarily think that there is anything uh, paranormal there. But I do, I do think that just because it's not the first time that Lottie has shown us this, this like underground, you know, passage yeah. uh, direction to underground or something like that. The Jackie and Ben thing, they have a little like similarity going on. Like Ben is starving and he has that moment with his boyfriend in the cabin that is very similar to Jackie and, you know cabin daddy we've been waiting for you and you know Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. it's similar language and um nat has that vision of herself in the plane i mean like melanie said none of us have died so what do we know but the 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 aspect of death is just like extremely mysterious and mystical and fascinating and intriguing and and so of course like you know 
spooky things are going to happen then. And people have been trying to, you know, with the near-death experiences, people try to find out, like, what happens. And, you know, the body is just flooded with chemicals and, you know, regrets and end of life. And, you know, they say all your life flashes in front of your eyes, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, again, I don't know. We don't know if this is, like, things that just happen organically or these are wilderness-induced. <laughs> Yeah, you know, speaking of near death experiences, have any of you watched the OA on Netflix yes, before? Yeah, I mean, so right, so good. Mm -hmm. One of my so favorite good. shows. Love mm -hmm. that. Really challenged my conventions on near death and whatnot. And that's yeah. why I really I give credence to some of these experiences because we just again don't know, and right. it's, it's very fascinating. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but whew. I mean, there's just so many things that are unexplainable either way. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. Again, like we may never have an answer, but yeah. the debating is fun. most of the fun. So, <laughs> um, and just the wilderness as a whole from a supernatural perspective, right? Like we have the trees, we have the symbols, we have a mysterious hunter who was once there and his skeleton and whatnot and a potential bonus episode coming. So maybe, just maybe, the bonus episode will give us more insight into the backstory, which mm. will maybe provide us some answers into, like, the whole wilderness situation as a whole. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe just yeah. bad things happen there, like Lottie said, and it's just a, just this vibe of a, a bad place. Um, mm -hmm. Or it is a regular place, as you said, Chloe, and extraordinary things are happening because of the trauma and or they're not remembering right i mean there's a lot of right. different things that right. could potentially be happening here people report spooky things due to their mental illness all the time all the time like you know it could be chronic depression it could be you know something as just basic if there is anything as basic you know as, as such thing as basic when it comes to but like something you know and People do. They they report spooky things. Oh, I think I saw something out of the corner of my eye or, you know, this was here and then it moved and like things like that, you know, like yeah. they happen all yeah. the time when people are not well, you know. The true. entire show could be one big nod to mental health awareness and mm -hmm. just showing that any situation can be perceived differently or experienced in a certain way um, due to the way we all experience different things in our minds and, you yeah. know, with different disorders and whatnot. And who's to say what one person is experiencing is not there or correct because the brain is a crazy thing and we only yeah, use yeah. what 10% of it. I right. mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much, so much to say. Um but yeah, I mean, there's got to be something with Cabin Daddy, though. Like, as much as I do believe yes. it is supernatural and there's an element of that, I do think that something that happened there will give us answers. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know why Lottie said it that bad things happen there. Like, that's one thing that like I've wanted to know since she said it the first time I heard her say it, the first time watching it. Like, she got a bad feeling for some reason and <laughs> before they even went inside why were mm -hmm. right and but seriously why were his fingers missing though yeah i've asked that question before i mean it's a, it's a very reasonable question to ask and <laughs> if the door was closed i don't know i mean maybe little other nuggets were floating around nibbling on fingers but uh. i don't know <laughs> 
don't know. Nugget was dead all along. <laughs> right. I thought it was interesting and we're doing this uh, rewatch and we saw that part where Nat cuts off the fingers of um, Coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I never really made that connection before, but I thought that was interesting. Like, you know, oh, there's more fingers being cut off. Did we, <laughs> we were we ever shown cabin guys fingers cut off though, or just Nat's comment on it? I don't I think, think we actually saw it, comment. right? I think it was just her comment. No, didn't they show it on the chair? They showed No, it I thought so, but it. no. I don't <laughs> think you actually <laughs> see his yeah. physical, like, fingers in that shot. Yeah, hmm. And Lisa's talking about here, I often wonder in 105 and 202, some of the camera angles used are uniquely different to the rest of the show. And that's true. Why else would we be using these different methods to establish something different for the right. viewer if right. there's not something to differentiate? Yeah, And they're very specific. Lisa is so right. They're very specific and they're almost the same. There is that weird, strange direction of something mysterious that falls on something that creates something, and then now here we go. Yes. And it's, <laughs> One it's is like speaking the perspective. It's from another perspective, and whether or not that's just meant to be the perspective of you know the camera and the weird forces out there, or there's actually somebody else out there with them, whether that's a relative of Cabin Daddy or whoever Javi's friend is or somebody, they're just giving us this feeling like there's yeah. there has to be has to be something else going on right yeah how would you guys feel like you know i am someone that like i feel that they're very grounded they're rooted like they they're not really going too much out there i would be so disappointed if they came out and said okay well this is what it is and it is this like very clear, like either very logical thing and it's just, an, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's or it's the smoke monster. I would Oh, my God. The devastated. fucking smoke Obviously, monster. No, 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 no. Never. But no, let's no. just say, let's just say, like, it comes to something like that. I would be personally devastated. I'm I would, like, too. I can. I'd be because, offended. Right? Yeah. 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 And that's why I don't think I I don't think we're going to get the answers that we necessarily want. But I think that we want answers that we don't necessarily want ourselves anyway, because it all goes back to the fact of this being something based on perception and experience. And they've just done so well telling the story in a way that viewers can be so open to these different perceptions. It's Mm -hmm. brilliance as far as TV Mm -hmm. writing goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, like Allison said, I don't think I want a definitive answer and definitely no smoke monsters, please. <laughs> and like Lisa said, not? it does seem like the camera angles were related to the wind, which you could, you know, in, in your mind, you think wind. And then I think back to Lost and think back to the smoke monster thing. And no. And you know what? No giant polar bears either. <laughs> like we do not, we don't not need any um, giant polar bears. Giant polar bears? I think we have everything we need to have. (laughs) Lost was wild. So I think the Yellow Jackets, of course. I didn't see the rest of Lost. Yeah, I mean, mm, I don't know. It was, uh, I I love the show. I just still don't know how I feel about it the ending but um i don't think i i I feel like the yellow jackets team definitely and they've said have taken inspiration from lost but i just don't see them ever going the route of it being a dream or it being a purgatory like that's been done before inspiration from lots of other things besides lost so right there a book or something that they based it on with boys 
Yep, Lord of the Flies, and then I think Alive. And then I'm still convinced that they've taken inspiration from Robert Hansen, the serial killer who used to... And the Donner Party. And the Donner Party, yeah. Donner Party, too. Yeah. So multiple sources of inspiration. So I don't think that they're going to go any of those, like, directions because they've been done before. But I do think this unique experience of the perception and the debate of supernatural versus logical um, is one that may go on forever because we may never know even after season five. (laughs) I really love what you said, Melanie, about the different perspectives and how it just broadens and broadens and broadens into like, so when it, when um, at that scene, like Lisa mentioned 102, sorry, 105 and 202, like who, whose perspective is that? Do you know what I mean? It's like you, we can be clear on some of them. So it's like, oh, this is Lottie. This is Shauna. This is, yep. but then as it gets broader and broader and broader, it's like, is this like an omnipresent something or is it omniscious just from the runners? Like this is the showrunner's perspective now. And like, yeah. you don't know. I don't know, but I love that. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Allison also mentioned that the creators have said Yellow Jackets is a psychological horror show, not a science fiction one. Right. And it definitely doesn't feel science fiction, but I love the way that they infuse this horror into drama and thriller. I mean, gosh, and it's a comedy. Like, they Mm -hmm, infuse all these different genres in one. Um, But, yeah, they they do a good job of not making it, like, too sci-fi and keeping us guessing. And I love that about the show. Yeah. And I no mean, like, look at Doom Coming. Like, Doom Coming is like the episode that it makes the most sense in terms of like, how do you explain that rationally? Well, they took a bunch of mushrooms and they have been starved, and of course they would. But to me, that is like so mystical. That whole episode, even though I know what's going on and why, that episode is so charged and full of like mystery and wise and like I don't know I mean I think that that's the point they want us to go there that's the point yeah and they're doing a great job because we're literally sitting here on a live stream in minute 50 (laughs) debating something that's been debated since the start of the show and let's face it we could sit here and endlessly debate this topic other topics live streams are so much fun for these highly debatable areas of yellow jackets and um it's, it's always fun, and we totally. sure do appreciate you guys joining us for this one. And let's come up with some more debatable topics. We Last time for our live stream did Who Sent the Postcards. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, was fun. Uh, who was it that came up with the idea that it could have been Allie that sent the postcards? Was that you, Chloe? Allison. Or? No, it was, it was Allison. Allison. Okay. Allison. <laughs> Allie for Allie. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, boy, whew, came up with lots of theories during that one. So I think we do our best work when we're live with friends and fellow yeah. jackets. And yeah, uh, yeah. so whew, keep the questions coming. Yes, I hope we get some information well, about season three soon. I know. It's nice to know that they're writing it. And I'm not giving up hope before I said, you know what, there's no chance we're going to get a holiday episode bonus season. It's too late. They're not going to have time. The strikes, blah, blah, blah. But in my heart of hearts, I'm just not ruling it out. It's December 18th. What if they drop one (laughs) on Friday? Like what if they drop a bonus episode on Friday? Would they do that without? I mean, oh I don't know. God. We have no answers and we don't know. I'm just pure speculation. They could do that like, and all of us would be ready like yesterday. 
Oh my God. I mean, do you guys remember the time when we all sat and watched the Yule log burning or the candle burning? Um, And then last season they had the Yule log. So something is going to be coming. Um, I mean, if they need to, they can borrow our 12 days of yellow jackets Christmas (laughs) because let's face it, a bear heart and a dead tree is like still living rent free in my mind. But um, yeah. So your dog is very cute, Kennedy. So cute. Oh, you know what? Allison said, I wish I could take credit for the alley postcards theory, but it was someone else in the chat. It blew my mind. It blew our mind, too. I think we were all very surprised um, to hear that. I think it was a guy. Yeah. Was a guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe Drew. Too. Maybe Drew. I feel like Drew always has some good theories. Um, and yeah, Lisa, we would lose our minds like when we called Sunshine Honey a thousand <laughs> times. Like the marketing of Yellow Jackets. Oh, my God. Right. I got right. charged for calling that number. You did? I live in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> International calling. That'll do it. That'll uh, do it. Mm, Should have been free. I just had you guys Canada. call for me if there was another message. <laughs> and you I got think Lisa. Lisa transcribed them too, which was really <laughs> great. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that, Lisa. I was on top that. of that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, we got to speak with Yellow Jackets, Lisa, Nicole Maines, of course, um, in one of our recent cord cutting episodes, too. So if you haven't caught that, that was a really fun interview. She was just a blast to talk to. So um, that said, if you have not yet subscribed to Cord Cutting on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash at cord cutting. And you can visit cordcutting.com slash yellowjackets-hive for all of our exclusive video and written content there. And uh, boy, we're just cranking it out. We've already got stuff lined up for January already. Yay! I would show you. I would show you my other dog, but he's fat and heavy. <laughs> Aww, love animals. I just got a cat. We were dog people before, and now I'm like obsessed with cats. And I, Kitty. you're a cat person now. I am a cat person now. I wasn't expecting this is it. Daisy, um, by the way. Aww, cutie. Whew. Well, and you um, know her. yes and you know for for those um who don't know kennedy and chloe um they are part of one of our big uh group chats that uh emily is a part of as well and uh, you guys are so active in there i don't even know how you can keep up but um facebook varsity group group, that's right i just i love that there's just so much discussion about you guys talk about everything but um yellow jackets at the core of course yeah, that oh. group has become like that chat has become its own like symbiotic, like living, growing, breathing thing. <laughs> I think right it's now great. it's Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. Well, um, thank you both for joining us. We appreciate you. it. You're you know, welcome anytime, especially during these debates. And um, Chloe, I mean, are you like a professor of something? Because I just feel <laughs> oh my like, god, like you so have funny. a master's in pop culture. Listen, I was just, gonna I, I was gonna be a professor <laughs> of literature and then I changed my mind. And so yeah, this, I have a ton of background in that. I just love to learn. That's all. Yeah, I love it. I mean, everything you said was just so well-spoken and just well-formed thoughts. And like, thank you for bringing that depth. I think it's cool. And I love it. And uh, Kennedy, appreciate you joining us as well. And yeah, guys, 2024 is upon us soon. This will be our last live stream of 2023. We still have a Patreon episode coming up, but um, just, you know, 
thank you all for supporting us. This is actually the year mark of the day we published our first episode on the symbol last year. So it's been an awesome year and we just appreciate you all so much. And thank you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you both. Bye. Bye. Till Till again.